They got the stuff and knocked out of it. Oh shit. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to another episode of Cybersecurity Amplified and Intensified with your host, Eric Taylor, myself, Shiva Maharaj. And today we are going to kick it off with Emotet. We killed mm -hmm. it in April. But it's back with the help of TrickBot, and seemingly Conti has been using it to spread and grow its influence in the world. It's back, and this time it's fucking pissed. <laughs> I want to throw something out there, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but fuck it. This is what we do. <laughs> Eric, do you know any cybersecurity practitioner who actually wants ransomware to go away? <laughs> To a degree, yeah, but really for, for a revenue you for a revenue standpoint, no. <laughs> it's How a cash many cow. People that are working right now would be tits up out of a job if ransomware was gone and there were no malicious actors. A fair amount of people. And I bring this up, you know, it's like lawyers, right? It's like lawyers wanting everyone to be good, just and true. They don't want that shit. They want to bang out thousand dollar an hour appointments. My point here is, ladies and gentlemen, do not let people use fear, uncertainty, and doubt to sell you on what you should be doing to protect your systems. Protect your systems because they are yours, just as they would be your home or anything else you value. Take care of it. Now, I'm off my soapbox. Back to you, Mattel. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, I could jump on your soapbox that you stepped off a little bit, but, you know. I've used the analogy many times of, I'm going to walk into your building, throw all of your stuff into a U-Haul truck, put a padlock with armored guards on it. Now, what are you going to do? You know, Call the Russians. Thing. They'll be able to get in. Are you going to really walk out of your house in, I'll just, let's just say 98% of America. We'll take the, the quote unquote flyover states and the old backwoods foreign people out of the equation here. And the vets. Uh, yeah. Take the vets out. You can but, leave meal team six in there. <laughs> oh my god you and, all of meal too. and all of their tactical gear you know uh, nods uh, level four plates and everything else because you know well that shit sells oh, oh god you're going to explain meal team six for people who don't may not understand that okay so i think everybody knows seal team six dev grew you know Tier one operators, really good at what they do, whatever it is they do. I don't know, but lots of good movies about them. And as someone once said, a really good historical book was written by Richard Marcinko called Ghost Warrior. Yep. Which was later identified as fiction by this person who was former uh, gold team, I believe. Meal Team 6 is what I affectionately call the hobbyist who likes to buy ARs, plates, Lots of magazines and all the tactical stuff that they have no concept on how to use. And that has become my go-to joke with Eric over here when I make fun of these people. Minus most of the veterans. Because I, I think, I feel like veterans know what they're doing. Or should know. They had the training. As opposed to the meal team six who is usually overweight, can barely hump a rock, and will probably misfire their weapon. <laughs> More than one weapon. At the same time, <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, man. We're out of practice. We've missed three, three two weeks. weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, we haven't had well, piss and vinegar anything, so. It was flawless for them because we had some in the kitty, but we got nothing yeah. left, man. So we got to bang this out. All right. Mm, misfire and banging things out. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. So, so soapbox. Yeah. Soapbox, the don't, done for God. But, oh, yeah. So most people are not going to leave your house or will not leave their house unlocked. Door wide open. So why I just, that's the biggest thing that I've always had a complaint about. If you're not going to do that, why are you going to take such poor, piss poor practices and, you know, security with your business? And I'm not saying you need to go all, you know, department of justice or, um, you need to go full CMMC or, you know, implement DOJ levels type of stuff and everything needs to be PGP encrypted and, you know, just all that over the top bullshit, but why are you going to let RDP in? Why are you going to not have checks and balances? Why are you not going to, you know, do your due diligence of at least scanning your public internet? Because I, my illustrious colleague, Mr. Taylor once said they will do it for as long as possible and as cheaply as possible as they can do it. There is always someone out there willing to take no money or little money to do what will inevitably hurt this country one client at a time. Yes. Hello, Pizza Text. We are talking to you. Now, back to Emotet. Emotet, so, yes. You are Mr. IR. Yes. What are you seeing out there? To be honest with you, we haven't seen a whole lot on a big scale. Everything's been really quiet, but I do expect i mean cease is coming out about it where you don't need a government official to come out about these things it's tis the season for ransomware but it's and, good that and, they're bringing it to the forefront because they do have a large audience but so more, pe question. more people to ignore what they're saying, is what saying exactly exactly because everybody's desensitized to it you know we've talked about it several times like oh yeah ransomware oh yeah I mean, I think the only ones that are really going to forcibly be actively paying attention to crap like me and others who are like me are actually out there saying are those who have been through a breach and those potentially in the retail space. Because, you know, even though ransomware is on the high or on, will be rising, I guarantee you PCI fraud and things of that nature is going to be even higher. Well, did you see recently most, um, a lot of the backend Linux servers for e-commerce have had shells in them and have been exfiltrating, uh, PCI data. Yeah. There was actually another thing about it uh, the other day. I wish I had remembered it. Um, but there was a release or a publication put out somewhere in the UK that like 80% of their online shopping businesses have been compromised for the past three years. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. And I don't even look at that as them trying to get the credit card information to go spending. I think it's tar building targeting packages for people. Remember Alan Lusco was on a few weeks ago and he said the really cool thing this, when he worked in government, and I'm paraphrasing here, so for anyone who wants to correct me, you will anyway, so whatever. He said, it's really cool to have the apparatus of the US uh, Intel community behind you. But what's even better is having that knowledge of how to target someone. If someone has a pension for antique guns, send them an email. They're probably going to open it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, when you're data mining people at the velocity that China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran are doing it, they can build targeting packages on anyone to target you, send you that email that you're going to click on. Eric, you know, what do we send Eric? Crayons. <laughs> crayons. Yes. Crayons. <laughs> but that's uh, the point, right? You know, we give our information freely and multiple people can build targeting packages and you may not be of interest to an Intel agency, but maybe someone you, you know is, or maybe you are part in a three-step, four-step chain to get to someone. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to look at these things. You know, I think we've mentioned it before, or maybe it was a different podcast or something that we were listening to or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it was us. The, the fact that some, I'm surprised that somebody at least publicly has not come out and be like, yeah, we've been able to archive all these data breaches and we don't need to steal your identity anymore. There's been so many pep, uh, data breaches out here. We just, you know archived all this stuff, put it together, mined it. And now we know everything about you just from publicly leaked data. Yeah. There's so. nothing. Anyone can be OSINT at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. So what article is first up that we got here that we're going to take a look at? So you mentioned it in the segue there talking about Emotet that's back. And I said, it's back into this time. It's pissed. Um, you know, Emotet for those who don't fully understand what Emotet is. It is a malicious program. It's a malware that is essentially a pay to play platform when it's all said and done with. So you will get infected with an Emotet uh, malware infection. Typically in the past, we've seen it through, uh, through Microsoft Word documents, Excel documents, uh, malicious. Shut down macros people. It's yeah. okay to protect yourselves. Uh, maliciously encoded PDF files, things of that nature. And then emo, the emo, emotet operators, if I could get that sentence out, they, they will sell access to compromised networks to third party people who want to do the harm. So do we call this persistence as a service? Yes, exactly. Okay. You know, just like a trick bot and things of that nature, but emotet. If memory serves me well, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure. But if I remember correctly, (laughs) Emotet dropped in and then TrickBot came in on top of Emotet. And maybe it's the other way around. But But now TrickBot is being used to spread Emotet, Mm -hmm. to bring it back to life. And there's two segues I want to get into here that we're seeing a collaborative nature among the ransomware groups where they're helping other platforms to engage and become persistent. And I recently read an article, see if I can dig up that link for you. Chinese and Russian hackers are starting to collaborate with each other on Mm -hmm. the hacking forums. Now, what happens to us? We're screwed because we all like playing in our little silos, right? Me as an IT practitioner loves to shit on other IT practitioners, as do you with other IR companies and Kaseya especially, but they don't count. Or when are we going to stop tearing each other down and start having that open collaborative relationship to really fight these guys? Because if the Russians and Chinese are going to work together while they're hacking each other, and there was also another article recently where North Korean operatives, cyber operatives, have been trying to fish 
Chinese hackers to get new TTPs and tools and what have you. When are we going to start doing that? And I believe General Nakasone of the NSA is calling for a deeper working relationship with private and public sector. Yeah. And this is going to be something that will potentially trigger you is, are you now an advocate for the rise of all ships? No. But see, that's kind of a, the double-sided coin there. You know, if we're going to have, in all honesty, if we're going to have an open collaborative with it, the industry leaders, partners, other people in the community, whatever the fuck you want to call us this week, in whatever vertical thought that leader. you're in. Oh, fuck. Um, well, actually, to be a thought leader, you need to have a product to sell the masses. Well, so that's just a influencer then. That's a salesperson with a fancy title. True. This is where a lot of the stuff where the rubber hits the road is how much time are we going to spend educating those who just don't freaking know and get it and understand it? For those on video, I'm putting up double barrel zeros here. Can't get whatever. Here's the thing. You're not doing the okay. No. We just sign language, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway. Dude, anything can be construed as anything these days, so fuck no. Here's, here's my take. Growing up, when I was going to school, I was a wee lad, and Pappy used to take me to school. Oh boy, bring up the Pappy. He has been around in a while, right? So, there was this concept of slash and burn in agriculture. Mm, okay. Yes. You reap your crop, you cut everything down, you burn it, you use that to fertilize the soil, and you start over better. Hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. We need to start doing that in cyber but slash buzzword, whatever you want to call it now. I think there's a lot of practitioners that if we're using this rising tide euphemism, their ships need to sink and let their business or their book of business go to people who actually know what they're doing and focus on raising the good. Create that high standard for people to aspire to be. Yeah. Okay. One of the people who coined the term of raising the tide to me, and maybe you can go with this, is Matt Lee. Yep. I like his idea of raising the tide. I think it's really hard for a vendor to do that because they would eventually have to get to a point where they have to say no to revenue. And I don't think any vendor is going to do that now, especially where economy is or may go or what have you. Yeah. So back, coming back to your question, no, I don't think this is a raising the tide thing. I think it is a raising the tide thing. <laughs> but you got to let some sink. You really can't, you can't, yeah. you can't take everyone along for the ride. And our enemy, <laughs> adversary, whatever you want to call it, they're more dynamic. They have more numbers than they've ever had before. And they are smart. They're not, go they're not posting pictures of themselves with a CISSP provisional letter saying, yeah. hey, Hire me, pay me $255,000 a year. They're going out, getting persistence, ransoming companies, and making that $255,000 for a couple hours worth of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, we get, we definitely can't be in a nuke and pave as much as I want to be. Like, I just want to nuke things and freaking just run over with a, um, back, uh, with a plow. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, well, I have we've got to get. I have a thought on that. Parallel construction. Government loves doing it all the time, right? 
Yeah. Why don't we build what we need while we try to, you know, plug the holes in what we have? And when what we have, what we need is built to a certain point, you do a hard cutover. They tried that with CMMC and look what that got them. CMMC was marred with issues from the beginning, man. It was set up to fail. Like CMMC would stop a lot of people from making a lot of money on the sly. So it had to die. It had to become what it is today. Yeah. So it's just stuck back with 800-171, which is, oh. 800-171 is not bad. What's bad is self-attestation. Yeah. Right? And people are still not doing half of the crap that's in there, I guarantee you. There's a favorite story I love telling at this point, that one DIB company that serves governments, companies, international, domestic, whatever, had a call with them yesterday. Still running all of their breach shit. Jeez. And it's been eight months, six months. Nothing's been updated. Like, they are still in that weird space of being owned so so when you said breach shit that they've already been compromised to some degree based on i don't i don't want to i won't, i'll tell you offline but based on the software that they are running and the fact that it still has not been patched even though all mm. it's about four different major vulnerabilities that have been announced in the last two years have not been patched and they're still running it and the fact that their product is in every government agency military Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, international companies, international governments. Mm -hmm. The only reason they haven't been ransomed is because I would assume their product has been compromised to become jump points. That's sad. It is. And no one's, and no one's going to do anything about it when it finally and pops, when it finally gets popped. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That goes back to what I've always said, you know, they're going to do it as cheap, as cheap and as long as possible until they're forced to do otherwise. They're, they're running legacy patches and nobody's going to force them to move or to change it. And they don't right? have to. Exactly. Cause nobody's going to force them to, nobody's going to hold them, their feet to the fire and say, you must update, you must change, you must do this. So there's no incentive to them. I guarantee you probably the ransomware or whatever breach happens. Is going to be far less than the money they're making right now by continuing operations. I will tell you right now, whatever breach they have, because I have no doubt that they have been breached. I mean, when I tell you what they're running, you're going to sit there, laugh, and then you're going to cry. Or maybe you'll cry and then you'll laugh. There will be crying and laughter. <laughs> you, this is not the type of company that you pop with ransomware. This is the kind of company you maintain persistence, you make sure their product is compromised, and you make sure it's sold to as many entities as possible. Because this is about intelligence collection. This is not about, yeah. you know, grabbing, even if, even if you had a $70 million ransom on these guys, that would pale into comparison the data that they could exfiltrate from their clients. That is crazy, man. And I mean, this is just, I just, for those listening and watching, this is just one fictional character, right? That we're talking about. Not fictional. This is a true story. Yeah. I was, I was trying to put fiction out there for you. I'm trying to protect you, but no, uh, it's, uh, listen, this, it's a true story. I don't care. Like I've, I've told them, I'm like, you got to do this, this, and this. They just don't care. Yeah. You know, and how many more companies are out there that are just like thousands. Exactly. 
hundreds, tens of thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of people that are out there like this. And that's the part that really just irks the shit out of me. It's out. It's an, it is what it is situation. Like if they don't want to do anything about it, eh, you got to move on, right? You can't force them. You can't force their hand. But here's the other side of the equation that you and I always talk about. We're always kind of like, we don't know what to exactly do. And maybe the, those who are listening can tell us, but at what point does it come when you stand on top of a roof with a bullhorn and start screaming about the issues? That's what you I'm and I know. Yeah, but we're not naming and shaming, right? So I mean, Hon we're not honestly, dude, the only reason I'm, I am not naming and shaming is because the value of this company to the international community, not just the international IC, but the international community. This is a company that is in every type of industry and mm -hmm. business you can possibly fathom. Yeah. Often, I mean, and often overlooked. But take this particular situation that we're talking about and you multiply it by the ones that we've talked about offline. You know, the payment processing company that's MSP specific, that has an open install script sitting on the oh, internet though we've talked about several times. Well, that's just about connecting people and boosting revenue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different other companies as well that we talk about and we should like, when do we just say fuck it all and start screaming about this stuff? When people care. And quite frankly, people don't care because there's too much effort on keeping the status quo, the status quo. But how do we know if people are not going to care unless somebody like us, and I'm not saying for, again, I'm not saying to out this particular person, I'm just saying any other people that we talk about, you know, on the private, unless we start naming and shaming and say, look, these guys are literal trash, kind of like what we do with Kaseya, but their stuff has been publicly. You know what, Cisa, here's something I want you guys to do, whether you listen to us or not. <laughs> we have CVEs for when vulnerabilities are found, right? Yep. Let's create some version of a reporting uh, system to report companies like this and say, hey, we're going to register our findings against your company and its lack of security. And you have 30 days to get back to us. Otherwise, it goes public on a CISO website with the number, like a CVE number and a score and everything else. And those who are listening, CVE is very limited in its scope, right? Of what you could better report to it. So well, I just, what I'm looking to show is you have a government agency like CISA who wants to raise the tide from everything they're doing, you know, that they're moving. We've made more, we're looking to make more progress now with cyber than I think we've ever had from a governmental standpoint. So let them administer a website where someone can go and say, hey, we found all these issues with this company. We gave them 30 days. They, they just ignored it. We want to give it to you. Whether you make it public or you reach out to them directly and then make it public in another 30 days, that's between you and them. At least it gives the opportunity to prevent further compromise. But CISO's not staffed to do that. Yeah, my problem, man. Like, I'm not staffed to do that. No. Right? But like... There's no, there's no CISA has their new website, put up a few job posting, let people do this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I don't Eight know. Years? I mean, there's none of, 
there's no government organization that's has enough people on standby to be able to handle the crap that's going to be thrown at it. And they'll have to still weigh out even so to take a little bit of a pivot, those who have a bug bounty program or vulnerability disclosure program, um, you know, they get inundated all the time about, you know, malicious scanners and, oh, we found this open, you know, text file on your website. Will you please pay me for my finding? Let me ask you a question. Somebody wants to go play in the NFL. They got to train their ass off. Mm -hmm. They got to audition. They got to do all, jump through all kinds of fucking ropes to get there, right? Yep. This ain't no different. If you have an open forum for them to be able to do that, you want, you want to play? This is how you play. Like, we got to set this stuff up. We got to stop talking about setting this stuff up. Stop talking about hiring 200 people in the next 50 days or 2,000 people, wh whatever the numbers are for this new CISO website. And listen, I'm not faulting them for what they're doing with this job site. I really hope that they're not going to look for $250,000 people to patch windows, to patch systems of known vulnerabilities. I hope they're not going to use a $250,000 a year person to implement MFA. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, has anybody ever come out and said if they've been able to implement MFA or not because of Biden's executive order? There was a schedule update, I want to say within the last two months, of where the prog pro process and progress is or has been. Let me guess, it's horrible. I forget. I, I don't know. I don't want to say what it is because I don't know. But listen, you know me. I don't care how big an organization is. If you need MFA, you can get that shit rolled out within 30 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first week, I would do half of my administrators. Second week, the other half of my administrators to make sure there's no lockouts. After that, fucking flip that bitch on and MFA everybody. It's like Oprah. You get MFA. You get MFA. You get MFA. You get MFA. Everybody gets MFA. That, okay. I vote for Oprah to be the head of MFA implementation. Because at least <laughs> it'll probably get done. <laughs> Or at least Oprah would just delegate it to somebody because, you know, but it, Dude, at least something's getting done, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm seeing things. I've seen things for S-bombs. I've seen things for MFA. I've seen things for Zero Trust. I've seen things for every buzzword under the sun in the last 10 months. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? Uh, when was Biden's exec? When was President Biden, Biden's executive order? Uh, May 14th-ish? 12th? So that puts us at about five months, give or take six months. Most of the things in that executive order, in my opinion, should have been accomplished. These long-winded timetables are not doing us any favors. Yep. Released on May 12th, 2021. There you go. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a IT guy that um, does IT. Playing in your own sandbox. Speaking of which... Thanks to you, I went wider with Darkcube this week and last week. Uh-oh. There's a lot of bad fucking IPs out there, dude. Yeah, there is. Like, for those of you listening, Darkcube scores on a nine-point cube. Mm -hmm. So, one to three, relatively benign. Four, five, six, eh, whatever. Seven, could be bad, could be not. Eight and nine, just fucking auto-block that shit. 
I'm seeing a lot of level sevens, which could be bad, could be good, popping up from Linode servers and DigitalOcean yes. servers, and they're just doing enumerating port scans. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm seeing is a lot of this traffic is coming to firewalls that have their administrative console open to the interwebs. Yep. So here's my public service announcement. It is now November 23rd, a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a firewall, please put in access control rules to limit what IPs and personnel can access your firewall from a public interface. Or, I don't know, I'm a huge, I know it's, it causes problems, but I would much rather people have a VPN set up to at least VPN into their network to access the firewall. Dude, let me tell, let me put it to you this way. I think VPNs need to die because every yeah. month is a new CVE on a new VPN. Fat pipe, we're looking at you. Make it locally accessible. How many? The only reason I'm saying VPN is, you know, especially like right now, IT, cyber guys, everybody is traveling, right? So if you want to, potentially lower the risk of, you know, uh, some sort of exploitation of, you know, remote access tool, like I say, a, a screen connect, a splash top, a data, whatever, at least you have something you can be able to log as a VPN accesses. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather use a data to jump into a local computer and hit it from the local interface. Yeah. At least, you know, there's some type of security we'd hope, at least that's what we're told, right? But that goes back to, you know, dat. I mean, not to shit on dat. Well, this may be a little shitty on Datto, but you know, most of these cloud RMM tools don't allow us to look at the logs like that. No, they don't. But at the same time, Datto does record who acts, who does a remote session, and it's readily available on the portal. But I'd rather I'd rather jump into a box, authenticate, and then authenticate into a local interface onto a firewall than even having an ACL that allows me public access to a win admin page. Now, I still rather VPN with, you know, MFA authentication on it, and then yeah. I can access it. You know, I've, I've been doing a lot more with SonicWalls these days. I'm sorry. And no, I'm not. They have built into OTP, mm -hmm. which is nice. Mm -hmm. It's still not MFA. It's not MFA, but what do Sophos have? That's, I don't know what does that is available. Do? That is available out of the box. I don't know. I know my goose eggs. If I won't say the firewall I use. Let me just do that. Cause that's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> don't so, but using unify, that is not a firewall. No, it's a router. It's even better. It just routes the shit. <laughs> there you go. But mine has TOTP built into it as well. So, and then we can up it by integrating MFA. So. Which I think everybody should be doing. What are you doing for MFA on local admin users and servers? Are you rolling Duo or any other MFA yeah. platform? Yeah. And do you have full deployment? Yeah. For your managed customers, at least? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they had a... Sorry. Anybody who's considered executive or AKA C-level suite and that, yeah, they get MFA. I don't... I gotta, I gotta ask you something here. What do you think? If I went into a municipality last week 
No boy. To do a, I don't want to call it an audit, just to see what services can be provided for them. And I said, okay, hey, can we drop this a USB drive? Mm-hmm. Can we take the application on this USB drive, install it on your server, and can you give me administrative credentials? And you know what they did? They did it. Mm-hmm. Plug it right in, install the agent onto the server, boom, done. And guess what they did? Emailed no. username and password. Oh my God. Like, this is what we're dealing with, right? Like, this is why we started doing this podcast. It's to talk about doing better. Yeah. But if our municipalities are doing this, what's to say that the SMB, the enterprise, they're not doing the same thing? Oh, they are. I mean, look, it. you got the whole uh, quote unquote trickle down, whatever, but if your government and your local and state municipalities are not doing a certain level of security, what, how are we supposed to really expect our businesses to do it? We're not. Exactly. That's the problem. What about the fact when you and I go into a client or us, not a client, sorry, a prospect and we're priced out because we're mid to high priced relative to someone charging next to nothing who's not actually providing any value. Yeah, there's just, welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we struggle with every freaking week. <laughs> and it, it's an, it is what it is kind of thing, right? Like I, I hate to keep defaulting to that phrase, but I think once you understand that phrase and you begin to accept it, it helps you move on to help, help those. And when I say help, charge people to do work for them, not the marketing bullshit of, hi, I'll help you. And then send you an invoice, mm-hmm. Have, you know, bring value to people. Yeah, I mean, you can't help those who don't want to help themselves ultimately. So, you know, one person always told me, you know, always be scared of someone who said it is what it is because they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like, it is. Okay, I can do it. It isn't. All right, fuck it. I'm on. Yeah. And, And it's not that it's dangerous. It's that person is dangerous because they understand what's going on. It's not that that person doesn't care or has any kind of affect. It's just like, you want to do it the right way? Great. You don't want to do it the right way? Great. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that should be the name of this uh, episode. It is what, it, it, what is. it is. Hashtag dark cubed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I fucking love dark cubed. I mean, it's a, it's a good, really good syslog aggregator. It really well, is. What I like about it is that it's, it's looking at the live traffic, like real traffic you're hitting and it's blocking it. It's not inundating your firewall with IPs that you'll, you have never hit. It uses your historical exactly. correlation. So what else you got going on? Really? I'm just, it's still trying to recover from class last week. That was massive. Tell the people <laughs> what you will be able to charge them. <laughs> so i still got to go get certified but uh just wrapped up advanced uh windows and linux forensics with sans and in january taking network forensics so 
help round out that whole internal network. Aspect. And you did something about a month ago, another SANS course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was that? A, that was just, uh, I guess the introductory basic windows IR. Okay. So just, just to keep the people updated on the life that is Mr. Taylor, there's also another, uh, I don't want to call it certification, but another program you're going to with a certain vendor of ours to do IR. You can say it if you want. I don't want to put it out there. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Nick and company. I'm still drawing a blank. Okay. <laughs> this you're is supposed to be of... getting your incident response uh, certification for CrowdStrike. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Cats See, out I, cat's out of the bag. Yep. We need to get you an assistant. We did, yeah. Dude, it's, yes. I've been thinking strongly about that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're an awesome administrative assistant, please reach out. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. Anyway. Uh, so when do, you, when do you go live with being able to offer the services for these classes you've taken so far? Right now I can. Okay. No, we are an incident response firm. We are just going through. You're better than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I can dig that. Do you get, more importantly, do you get any acronyms that you get to add to the end of your name? I don't know if I'm allowed to add them to the end of my name, but I can put up big, big plaques and stuff like that. Because you're not real in the InfoSec community, especially on Twitter or LinkedIn. If you don't have a page showing, I have acronyms for after my name. Mm, I don't care about that. I know you don't, but that's <laughs> what I don't, have big, I don't have the big beard either. But that's okay. You're incognito. Mm. Right? That's that whole pen testing thing that we discussed. But the reason I bring this up is, you know, you look at, and I keep going back to what CISA is doing with this website, because I, I do like the idea of it to get better talent in. I just hope we're not going to be hamstrung by the old way of thinking where... You need this type of degree to do these things. You need this type of training to do these things because the bad actors, I don't think any of them have any certifications mm -hmm. and they understand what they're doing and that's how they are as effective as they are. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said from those who of course went to the schooling and got the certifications. But that is the practical knowledge. It's not the application knowledge. And the application will run circles around practical every day of the week, right? Because you may, I'll hold up an iPhone that don't turn on like, okay. You know, you have an iPhone. And as we noticed with Jonathan the other day, you can hook up the USB kit dongle where you can start pulling SIM traffic and everything. And thanks, Jonathan. I'm, I've actually ordered a couple iPhones so, so I can start bricking those here soon and then calling Ukraine for asking for help. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, there's ways that you'd be able to get around stuff. So being able to know that there is an exploit from a CVE, for example, and being able to actually put together the exploit is two different things, right? So always be scared of those quote unquote basement hackers that have literally little to no life that all they get to do is fuck around with shit. 
that's what hacking is, right? Mostly. Literally, hacking was just banging on something in one way, shape, or the other to manipulate it to do something that other than what it was intended to do. Exactly. Or making publicly it, intended it, to do. Making a device do unexpected results. Yeah. And for those of you who are wondering who we're talking about, Jonathan Scott, I think it's Jonathan Data One on Twitter. Yes. He was a guest on our podcast two weeks ago by the time this one airs. Yep. Say. Smart dude. Recently posted a video of how SIM cards upload XML into a phone to create backdoors for all carriers. And I asked him, it does apply to eSIMs, not just the physical. So all of those of you who think because you use Signal, Wicker, or any of these other platforms or Telegram, your phone's secure. No, you're not. Sorry, I, the search that we you've worked it in. <laughs> finally, finally, we're bucket list thing check. Anyway, um, but I do wonder when you talk about the this like signal and things of that nature. Uh, oh, squirrel moment! Did you see where Meta has pushed off its end to end encryption for WhatsApp and uh, Instagram? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be too hard to implement that. Meta is going to be a dumpster fire for security. It already is. If it's bad now, it will be infinitely worse. It's going to be Palantir on steroids. That's what Meta is going to be. Yeah. That, I mean, that whole Meta thing is just, I still cannot get my head wrapped around that stupid shit. I really can't. I mean, you're going to inject yourself into the quote unquote metaverse. I mean, what the fuck, people? Well, you got to understand, for a lot of people, Facebook is the universe, right? Like, their lives exist to be in and around Facebook posts, communities, and everything else. Huh. I just don't get it. I mean, maybe we're just too old. I don't know. Maybe. You know, it's, um, it's social hacking, right? It's my new favorite line, aside from it is what it is, is... Enragement equals engagement. It doesn't matter what people are doing. As long as you're engaging, they are winning. Hmm. So. But anything else? Nah, that's pretty much it. Just bolting everything down and, you know, hopefully it'll be a quiet week in the information security world and. Not for you. You want the ransomware attacks. You need the ransomware attacks. It's a ransomware attacks. attacks. I said three, but from a fucking wall. <laughs> you, sir, cannot handle the truth. No, sir, they cannot. <laughs> oh, that's going to be another movie that I'm going to have to go watch. You know, this is a good weekend for that movie. And to yeah. those of you who may be too young to understand what we're talking about, it's a little classic called A Few Good Men. Good Men. Which starred Tom Cruise, who was in the greatest movie of all time. Called Top Gun. Top Gun. Yep. <laughs> Anyone who disagrees, fuck you. And that's all I got. But okay. So or not. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna go on the No, I'll, let's do it. You know, no, I don't want to no. Thursday episode. No, I don't want to do it. No, I'm not gonna... you, you know, you have our millions of one followers. It's it's gonna go down a dark religious road that should not be discussed on here. Uh, why not? No, I'm not going to do it. We'll do it All offline. Right. <laughs> okay.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of Amplified and Intensified. We really do appreciate it. If you have made it this far, please share this content with the people you know, you love. Hell, even the people you hate. And listen, if anything resonated with you, if you're looking for cybersecurity services, you're looking for IT services, you're looking to implement CrowdStrike, Dark Cubes, or any of the other stuff that we're talking about in these episodes, or even support the channel. This thing is ad free. So there's no sponsors or anything like that. We're doing this because we love to do this. All of our information and how to support us are down in the description. Reach out to Shiva, reach out to myself, and we'll have that conversation with you. Until next time, take care of yourselves.